0: Welcome to the Friday Night Ohio Podcast, powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Kent Repository, along with Joe Scalzo of the Rep, and Mike Popovich. We're wrapping up week four tonight, and we can start things off with the Federal League, where Joe Scalzo was out there to thriller Lake held off Louisville 37-27. to 27.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a good one, it, but Lake didn't really put the game away until about fifty seconds left. It was a, a four point game up to that point and then um then they ended up uh scoring. They missed the extra point. That's why it was ten. But um you know it was kind of a quiet game for the first half and then they kind of exploded. It was three nothing at halftime and both teams kind of exploded and um just kind of ran the ball you know and, and gassed each other's defenses and, and uh you know just kind of a classic lake win. They they you know they ran for four hundred and fifty yards um, your know, defense kind of, you know, did enough and, and, uh, you know, a, kind of a statement win, I think, that, that Lake is a team to be, uh, you know, t- to be watched this year.
0: Absolutely. And what was it about the Lake running game that got going? I, I know they started ripping off some really long touchdown runs, especially in the third quarter.
1: I mean, they, they kind of pride themselves on being big and physical and they, they got a couple backs that, that are special. Drayden Owens went for 299 yards his last carry was I think 57 I think he broke 8 or 9 tackles and uh, it, was a, it was a good a run you will ever see in high school level and then uh, he got hurt his, short, his shoulder got hurt and then Vince Garrow came in and, and uh, you know he ended up with, with about 150 yards and, and they got some special backs they got some athleticism they don't usually have and And, uh, you know, if you don't don't get a lead against those guys, you know, it's going to be tough sledding because they're just going to get stronger as the game wears on.
0: And like you said, only three points there in the first half. Were you surprised how the late defense responded after Colton Jones really had a big game against them last year?
1: Yeah, Colton threw for 500 yards in career high last year. He had six touchdowns. Tonight he ended up with, with 280 and, and, and one touchdown and interception. And, and uh, you know, Louisville's trying to change their approach to more of a, a smash-mouth physical football team. And, 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 you know, I think in some respects that'll pay off. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if that was uh, the right strategy tonight. You don't want to necessarily out-smash-mouth football uh, against Lake and uh he, he had a nice night. They relied on him down the stretch. They just kind of got down by, by two scores, and he brought him back. But um, you know, he he was he was as good a player as as, uh, as there was on the field tonight. And and uh, you know, just kind of a, a you know, in my mind, I I probably would have gone to him earlier because I think they were having success, and, and he's such a talented player.
0: All right, is there anything else to wrap up there with Lake and Louisville, Joe?
1: Well, I mean, I think in in you know Lake's case, they're four and zero for the first time in a couple years, and they're they're probably looking like a playoff team if they you know win three or four games the rest of the way. And Mooseville's and two and two, but honestly, other than the Massillon game, I think they've got a, a shot probably in their other five of winning it, and, and you know that looks like a playoff team to me as well. And and they're going to be dangerous against anybody. So um, kind of a nice game, but I, I think both these teams uh, are going to be playing plenty of football the rest of the way.
0: Thanks for uh, calling in and keeping us up to date on that great game.
1: Thanks. yeah. Thanks for having me, Cliff.
0: All right. We're going to move back inside the studio here and to Mike Popovich. He was over at Jackson where the Polar Bears defeated Perry 27-14. Uh, were you surprised at anything there, Mike?
2: Um, you know, I maybe a little bit on the margin of, of victory. It was a twenty-seven to seven game at, at one point, and Jackson uh, was able to get uh, some really big plays from their offense, especially uh, you know Ethan Atkins running the ball. Uh, he had two touchdown runs that covered one hundred thirty-six yards alone on his way to a two hundred yard rushing night. And um, but what really. Help them seal the win was was the play of their defense. I mean, you know, Perry's wing tee is always tough to prepare for, tough to play against, and uh, they didn't. Uh, they limited. Their big plays, pretty much, too. Uh, Perry got one on a long touchdown run uh, by their quarterback Hayden Venus, Uh, but down the stretch, Jackson's defense was able to shut the door, force uh, two uh, turnovers on downs, including one late in the game when uh, Johnny Kulik made a big stop. So, uh, you know, Jackson able to avenge a loss to Perry last year and start out 1 0 in the Federal League.
0: It seemed like they really contained the Perry running game too. Just looking at the final stats, you didn't see the big gaudy numbers you're used to seeing for Panther running backs. No,
2: uh, Perry finishes with over uh, uh, 200 yards rushing. Um, you know they've gotten a lot more than that in, in games before, but you know just you know just limiting the big plays and you know. Uh, you know, like I said, Perry had had one big play from their quarterback. Uh, Josh Lemon had a good night for them. His second game uh, back uh, with the Panthers this year, uh, he had over 100 yards and scored a touchdown. But, um, yeah, a pretty significant win for Jackson to be able to – you know, build that big lead early and then be able to hold off Perry at the end.
0: And yeah, it seemed like they forced the Panthers to throw a little bit more than they have all season this year.
2: Well, when, you know, you fall behind... 27-7. You know, uh, when you fall behind 27-7, yeah, you can't, you can't totally rely on their running game. And their quarterback, Venus, hit a big pass uh, that put them in position to possibly get another uh, uh, a touchdown... Uh, before they turn the ball over on downs. But yeah, if you're in a situation where you can uh, build a big
0: lead against Perry, uh, you know, that helps you absolutely and also taking a look around the federal league the other two games not particularly close uh McKinley defeated Green 41 to 7 tonight and Hoover defeated Glen Oak 56 to 21
2: yeah probably not a big surprise uh, those two outcomes uh you know Hoover being one of the uh top scoring uh, teams in the county this year i think i read that connor ashby had five touchdown passes in the first half alone and uh, uh both took care of business because you know looming ahead is uh, two key federally games you know next week uh with uh, mckinley taking on hoover and also jackson taking on lake as well so uh, uh both mckinley and uh hoover uh you know took care of their own business tonight
0: and uh, we'll see what happens next week. Absolutely. And we're going to move on and take a look at the Eastern Buckeye Conference in just a moment, but first we'd like to remind you that the Friday Night Ohio podcast is powered by Sarda. Sarda providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarta provides over 2.4 million rides a year sarda takes you to work school medical appointments and more Sarta, where can we take you today Right now, Sarda's is going to take us over to Minerva, the Lions, hoping to break that long losing streak. Unfortunately, Mike, it did not happen tonight. Canton South with a 24 to 14 win. Minerva actually led this game 14-7 in the first half, but a big second half by the Wildcats helped them uh, win their second in a row. Yeah, we thought uh, this might be a
2: game, you know, where Lewis or not Lewisville, but Minerva might have a shot. Uh, at at breaking that losing streak, and like you said, there, um, you know, they're, you know, they, they had the lead in the uh, second half, and Can South was able to rally. Uh, now Nervous going to be facing some of the uh, EBC's top teams right now. So, you know, we were thinking that maybe, you know, this year they might, you know, might might break that losing streak, but. Um,
0: you know, it wasn't meant to be tonight. Man, they might have a couple opportunities later in the year. Uh, Tyler Karovic had two rushing touchdowns for Canton South. They also broke out a trick play. He threw a passing, a long passing touchdown to the uh, quarterback. So, <laughs> Canton South definitely emptied the playbook there. And the Wildcats, this is the second week in a row they faced a the team on a long losing streak. Uh, last week, it was Akron North who came in on a 44-game losing streak streak and Minerva on a 43 game losing streak and those can be kind of dangerous because you've got teams that want to get off that streak and Canton South was 0 and 2 and they might have been thinking coming in we got a chance at this one.
2: Right, yeah. Like you said, yeah, that's that's probably a good word scary. I mean, yeah, because yeah, uh, you know, teams are teams who haven't had success for a long time. I mean, they get you know they get hungry and uh you know if they think they have a shot to win but uh you know that's a good effort from for canton south though to to uh you know, to overcome an 0-2 start and and win two games that they probably think that that they should win and get their season back on track.
0: Yeah, I've always said Greg Reed's probably one of the more underrated coaches in the area as far as working with a lot of underclassmen. Doesn't have a natural quarterback. Ton of injuries again, just weird occurrences. But they've been able to weather that storm and even their record. Yeah, numbers too might be yeah, exactly a little yeah. bit low as well. Not many seniors. I think there's only two or three and maybe only 25 to 30 guys on the roster total. So, you know, it's it's definitely a, a testament to the hard work by the players and great preparation by the coaching staff. And taking a look around the rest of the league, Alliance defeated West Branch 28-10. to West Branch 0-4 now on the season. Salem survived a scare from Carrollton. Salem started the year 3-0. They were down uh, twenty-six or 22-17 with a couple minutes to go. They end up winning 24-22. So they stay unbeaten. Marlington handled Miami Trace 52-19. to That's the non-league game of the week. There's always going to be one of those in the EBC because of the odd number of teams. C.J. Griner threw five touchdowns in that one, so he had a had a big night to help the Dukes uh, even their record at 2-2. Two and two. Do you know who's a famous alum of Miami Trace? Uh, you're going to stump me on this one, Mike. I don't think I have the answer for you. Arch Leister. <laughs> oh, okay. Washington Courthouse, Miami Trace. I remember,
2: and we're getting off football here for a second, so I apologize. I remember he was also a basketball player down there, who uh, played in the state tournament once because my dad always used to go. He collect the programs, and I look it up one day, and I find Arch Sleister in there. So, that's your Miami Trace trivia for tonight.
0: Yeah, you might want to keep that one. I think you might be able to get some money out of some people somewhere if you throw that one out there. Not that I'm advocating gambling of any kind. Disclaimer. All right, we're going to take a look at some of the other big games in the area with the help of Mike. First, we'd like to remind you that the Goodwill Drive to Victory returns next week for the McKinley at Hoover game. Donate stuff, help your school, help our community. Again, that's the... Goodwill drive to victory. And we're going to bring Mike in again here to talk about a game that actually happened last night. Uh, the game I saw on Twitter people refer to as the Holy War in a couple of instances. Central Catholic and Aquinas, the Crusaders, hold off the Knights 28-14. to 14. Yeah, I mean, for Central, I mean, coming off what was,
2: I know, a disappointing uh, shutout home loss to South Range that dropped them to 1-2. and two. This was uh, this was a huge uh, huge challenge for them to go to Aquinas and play a Knights team that had been rolling uh, through the first three weeks of the season. Um, what they were, we you know, we talked about limiting big plays in the uh, uh, Jackson uh, Perry game, and that was uh, a key for their defense as well. Central's uh, that we're talking about here against Aquinas, and also um, not allowing Asian Burt to be a factor on special teams like he was the previous week at Claymont. As a matter of fact, the big special teams play of the night came from from a Central player, Tyler Neal, who returned a punt for a touchdown. So, uh, so you know, Central evens their record, 2-2. Uh, two and two, And Aquinas, first bit of adversity, you know, that they have faced this season. And we'll see how they can uh, react from that.
0: Yeah, Burt still managed to get a touchdown, though, Mike, I saw. Well... <laughs>
2: you can't you can't shut down no. you can only contain him and he was able to score a touchdown so uh yeah what a what a great year he's having what a great uh, first season at Aquinas and he is he has really made an impact for them their first four
0: games definitely a player to watch going forward and looking at some of the other games around the area Indian Valley defeated Sandy Valley 42 to 21 always a big challenge there for the Cardinals yeah I mean it was I was
2: Kind of interested to see how uh, you know how Sandy Valley would fare this year. I mean, Indian Valley, uh, you know, perennial power. Yeah, they've been to the playoffs past few years uh they were the other division champion the south division champion in the intervalley conference last year while sandy valley won the north and uh um, that was only sandy valley's only regular season loss last year so uh you know they were able to rebound from that and you know we'll see what happens now this year they'll start to play their north division opponents uh pretty soon during the second half of the season and you know they You know, this game didn't hurt them in the IBC race. Uh, You know, they still have a shot to, you know, claim another, another league title, a second one in a row after going all those years without even having one.
0: Absolutely. And Sandy Valley actually held some leads in that game early. They scored the first touchdown of the game. They also led 14 to seven. Then they let up a kick return of about 95 yards, which evened it. And then Indian Valley kind of uh, took over from there. Uh, Cameron Blair really got limited, held under 100 yards passing, Mike, and they managed to get two interceptions. Now he did throw two touchdowns and run for another as well. That's another guy you're not going to ever be able to completely take away, but something to keep an eye on
2: going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you're able to do that, uh, you know, like Indian Valley was, uh, you know, you have a a good chance against Sandy Valley. And, you know, Indian Valley's rushing game, you know, comes up with almost 200 yards. I mean, Indian Valley was a team that, Graduated a good chunk of its players from the past couple of seasons, especially on that offense. But uh, you know, you know, like like Perry, you know, when that system, you know, if you have a good system. Once players graduate, you got more to come in and they can help carry the way for you and that's what Indian Valley did again.
0: Eat, sleep, run, repeat. And that was the recipe for success there for Indian Valley. This is a score that really surprised me, Mike. East Canton 7, Newcomerstown 0. Uh, The Hornets needing a late score there to hold off uh, Newcomers Town.
2: Yeah, and they needed a uh, late score coming on a a 91-yard touchdown run from Nathaniel Sondheimers. So, uh, yeah, East Canton snaps its two-game losing streak. Uh, I thought they would have uh, a little bit... I don't know if easier time is the right word or term. To
0: A little say. more success on offense, certainly.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, because, uh, you know, the past couple of weeks, I mean, that's, you know, the, the Sondheimers touchdown run. That's the the only score uh, for them in the past couple of weeks. Um, he was able to get over uh, 200 yards uh, rushing uh, for the game in addition to that big run. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Newcomerstown is a program that's you know gone through some tough times recently. Although they did
0: have two wins. Yeah, they are two and two, so it's not like it was a a really you know bad team coming in here. This is a respectable group, right from afar. You know, I have
2: not seen them. I don't know how much they have improved outside of outside of their records. So, uh, uh, but you know, for for East Canton, it's it's a win. You know, they're able to snap their two game losing streak and get back to five hundred. And you know, we'll see if they have. uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see if they keep things back on track here.
0: Another score of note, Maslin remains unbeaten. They defeat Penn Trafford tonight, 42 to 21. That game was a little interesting at times. Penn Trafford managed to hang in there, but Maslin just too much firepower. Yeah. I think Penn Trafford came in undefeated. So, I
2: mean, yeah, they was, were a good team. This was a good test. Uh, this was a good test for Maslin, And, and, and I think you need those, you know, when you have a team as, uh, uh, with the aspirations that Maslin does, uh, uh, you need to face, you know, these big challenges and obstacles. And they were able to pass
0: that test tonight. Yeah, Justin's Wicks career touchdown passing Mark fell tonight. Also, Maslin's quarterback uh, broke that early on. So a big night for the Tigers. Yeah, I've never seen Aiden well play. I'd love to watch him.
2: Play in person one time, so congratulations to him. Um, if you break a record that's held by uh, Justin Zwick, that's uh, that's pretty impressive.
0: Absolutely. So Aiden Longwell, definitely a, a player that's probably going to continue to to pad that record throughout the year. Here, there's plenty more weeks to play and probably into the postseason. So that's going to be a pretty lofty mark for any any player coming in to catch. I would think that's mm. going to be tough. And uh, we're going to wrap things up in just a moment. First, though, I'd like to remind you that the Akron Children's Hospital Friday Night Ohio Game of the Week continues in week five. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will will be on FridayNightOhio.com and the Friday Night Ohio app. We will have an announcement on the game very soon, so be sure to stay tuned for that. And just to wrap things up, a couple of outside the area scores, but a couple that are still interesting. Akron East defeated Dover tonight, Mike, nineteen to seventeen. We've seen East playing a lot of teams in this area and uh, they had some mixed results thus far, but that's a that's a pretty big win for East. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think uh,
0: I think East is in a position where they're playing all their
2: games on the road this year, and they have to go down to Crater Stadium and. and- And what they did was they denied Dover their 700th career win. So, uh,
0: you know, uh, a good win for Akronese there. And another one, New Philadelphia 28, Steubenville 21. Yeah, it's a lot
2: of teams don't go into uh, Steubenville and win a lot and uh I can't imagine, you know, when the last time uh that happened and uh New Philadelphia was able to do that tonight. Uh they came from behind. They were down twenty-one to seven at one time, uh, and they came back for the victory uh twenty-eight to twenty-one. So New Philadelphia uh four and oh on the season. Um, you know, they're uh they've had uh, quite a string of good success here recently and uh and it's continuing
0: absolutely that's got to give them a pretty nice confidence boost uh, as they start to get closer and closer to league play
2: yeah i'm i i can remember Maslin teams that have gone to steubenville and mm-hmm. not exactly won games. So, so uh that's that's uh that's pretty significant and uh you know uh, New Philadelphia, they didn't play a perfect game either, and they were able to uh, uh, come back and win because they had four turnovers in the first half which uh, helped contribute to their deficits. So uh, that's a great win for New Philadelphia.
0: Man, that's a test you'd like to have before you you get into some of the bigger games late in the season. So positive results down there for New Philadelphia. And that's going to be all we have for you tonight. Thanks for downloading and listening to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. Sarda providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides rides a year sarda takes you to work school medical appointments and more sarda where can we take you today this is a podcast from the canton repository sports department look for our next episode sometime in the middle of next week it'll either be tuesday or wednesday depending on schedules for joe scalzo and mike popovich though i'm cliff hickman